People, 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 guess what? We are back for another episode of Megashine. What's up, people? Hope y'all had a good week. Um, Nick, you have a good week? Um, it's going good. Um, not so much foolishness I had to deal with. I've actually started another game in a, the many of games that I've started. <laughs> Um, it's uh, it was on the PS3. It's called LA Noir, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like a uh, it's like a Humphrey Bogart movie almost. Yeah. And that it's set in the 1940s, and you're this cop that came back from the war, and he's on the police, the LAPD, and he's trying to solve all these murders and whatnot. But I love the uh, what they did. What was I thought was so cool? How they did the. Um, the voice acting they actually took the actor's face and their like their mouths so you can see the expressions when um a suspect or a witness is maybe not telling the truth it's really cool um i highly so far i'm like maybe 10 15 hours into it mm-hmm. but if that's something down your line uh, of gaming i would uh, recommend it. It's from the people, uh, Rockstar, who brought you uh, Red Dead Redemption, uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know, that type of open world concept. Uh, what about you? What's oh, what's shaking over oh, over Lord. in uh, L.A.? Um, every, everything is always shaking here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we had rain, which we barely have rain. We had like maybe 10 minutes of rain. Not even that, maybe like five minutes of rain this morning. And that was about it. Um, but that's yeah, that was that's about the highlight of things. Um, what was funny? This is not funny, but it was. I watched um, a car wreck where a woman hit another woman's car. Um, they got out and they were arguing, and the woman <laughs> threw her um, coffee on the woman. Because she, and, and and I guess she was, well, I would be mad too, because it's apparently what I heard, because I was being nosy, and so I kind of pulled off to listen, was this other woman was texting, and she wasn't paying attention, and she hit her from the back. The woman got mad, and she said, I saw you were texting, because I looked in the very mirror, the, the rear view mirror, and I saw that you wasn't paying attention, and then when you hit me, I knew I had to get you, or something like that, and oh. she threw a coffee at her. And I was like, oh, okay, y'all have started off Monday right. So that was Monday. Um, but over the weekend was interesting because, as I said before, I took a, not really a, a day or a bed, but I joined one of the gay apps. And it's been very interesting because how people talk to you on there. Um, I, I put it on Twitter that I was, I've been invited to so many interesting events. Um, that involves groups <laughs> and everything, but nobody wants to date. I'm like, I'm not coming to. I feel like there needs to be some type of book that explains to gays how you should act on these apps and what you should really think, like what you should really ask for and what you will, and what you will probably get. Like you can't. I personally believe you can't ask for everything. You can't ask for people's nudes. Or, you know, everything right off the bat when you don't even have a picture up or you don't don't even know each other. Like, I feel like, you know, maybe because, you know, I'm coming from the South and we believe in, like, building things up. We believe in courting. We believe in flirting. You should, you know, entice somebody to want to lay down with you. Don't be, like, come over now. Like, 
who who are you? That, you know, that's the first thing you say to me. Come over now, or you want this dick, or whatever. I'm like, come on, y'all. I mean, I don't. Maybe maybe I'm just not hip with the times. I'm just like y'all asking for too much, and they ain't earn nothing. So I think that's a deeper conversation that we might we should address in a later episode as far as the uh, emergence of these apps. Yeah. And how it's it's changed how people, especially gay people, have gone into a relationship or dating in general. Yeah, it's so regular that everybody has these apps. And as for a long time, I've never had them. And so just to try it, I'm seeing like, really, y'all want to have a collect? Like, you want to have more than one of these? So uh-huh. it's very interesting, you know, and for all of y'all, I mean, this is not judging anybody. It's just interesting to experience it because I can't, I guess I can't believe just how forward people can be. But also, I guess because they're hiding behind, you know, the screen. Right. So, so I think that's really I was, interesting. I know I was, I came out like in college and after maybe... I left college, then all of the apps started happening, and I never really got into it, or they weren't even around by the time I got, you know, whatever, but it's, though the apps, I've heard so many crazy stories about how guys just say, they just pop up and say, top or bottom, Uh, (laughs) news, uh, you free now? I'm like, oh, it's just like basically it's a meat market. Yeah. Yeah. And some of us still believe in the old, you know, fashion ways of like, you know, just nice date, you know, maybe hold hands, be held, you know. Uh-huh. But we may go back. We may it may come back. That may circle back. I think after a few years that may circle back. But let's right. get into our stuff today. We have a lot to talk about. Um and we're gonna really I feel like this is more X-Men focused today, but that's that's fun. We love the X-Men. We love talking about them. Everybody loves talking about the X-Men. Right. But we're going to get started with Aunt May's tea. We got a brew. It's in the cup. We got our honey and lemon in there. So. Mine's is spiked. Mine's is, my honey <laughs> is always spiked. <laughs> I got some whiskey in mine. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so, Miss Gaga herself. Mm-hmm. Finally came back on the music scene with uh, her single "Perfect Illusion," mm-hmm. and it's just in time for the premiere of American Horror Story, which oh. is I think tomorrow. what tomorrow. Yes, yeah, tomorrow. Um, I'm like two seasons behind. I haven't even watched Coven, so oh, watch Coven. I'm don't first... watch the don't watch the season four. Just watch Coven. Just skip season four. Because okay. I was. Uh, I was like, mm, do I really want this in my life? I'm like, mm. so I just kind of fell off. But the the song was my initial thoughts about the song that she released. It was just meh to me. Yeah. It wasn't the paparazzi Gaga. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that that era of Gaga that I really dig. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know. It just left me kind of empty. Yeah, yeah. I you know I listened to it. And I listened to I listened to it several times because I was trying to like, am I missing something? You know, I I, I 
and I made a joke, but I kind of believe this. It really sounds like a song that Jam and Holograms would have sung on the soundtrack uh, Starbright. Because if you think about Starbright, they had, um, and the, even before that, they had like songs, not really on Starbright, but even but before that, it was like Jealousy, um, Deception, which is one of my favorite songs. That just fell right in line. I was like, that could have been all on one album, Jealousy, Deception, Perfect Illusion, because it sounds like a gem song. Like, it really does sound like a gem song to me. Gem's EP. Yeah, like it would have been, and it would have probably sound better if she would have done it like i would have liked it it's weird i'm saying it like this but i'm like i probably would have liked it if it was a jam song because it just felt it's very catchy in a sense like it's like it's very catchy it fits all the things it's very short it's like three i think it's three minutes and seven seconds it's not really long but i just felt like it's it it could have been more it sounds like her it sounds like gaga but i just didn't really get much off of it but i was having a good time reading you know <laughs> you know what gays i know y'all i don't know what it is i i really do think that y'all really need i think beyonce has just again have polarized this whole thing to where y'all are searching for other people to cling on to and you really can't but uh y'all were clinging on to this song calling you know saying that you were shook and i'm like how i was like Okay. From what? Are you are you having seizures? Yeah. I mean, did, did you slip? Did you or did you have? Are you sitting on an ice pack? You know, are you? Right. Is the Kool Aid too cold? It was right. just from what? I was like, this is not shook, y'all. And so it made me wonder, like, what is it when y'all how? What shake? Some of y'all need to know what is shaking y'all. I mean, we all different, but okay. Payla Bell shakes me. You know, mm-hmm. uh, Monica shakes me because Monica has a great voice and the boy's mind album is one of the best albums of the 90s whitney houston yes jake's folks yes i don't i don't know if i would like gaga to do another jazz album with tony bennett Mm -hmm. you know while he's still alive because you know he's pushing 90 if Mm -hmm. he's not back already there um i don't i really don't know about this one y'all it was just yeah. Well, really? And then I knew all the queens when it debuted last weekend <laughs> was about to turn the party uh, Saturday night with this uh, this song. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Ugh. Gaga honestly could have, she could have gave this to Katy Perry and said, girl, here's my leftovers. Yeah. But you know what? This album could be amazing. So I'm, you know, I'm going to give her a little bit more. But I do appreciate this new look of hers. She's, to me channeling um kind of a the 80s rocker chick um wendy o williams so if people don't know who wendy o williams is google that because that's what i when i saw her i was like that's what you look like wendy o williams and wendy o williams had a song called it's my life and it's a great it's a great song it could be a great drag song she again she was like a kind of a punker girl in the 80s but that's what she's channeling to me right now so I kind of like this new look. We'll see where we go. We'll see where she goes with all this. Yeah, I, I'm hoping like a better, another another album, well, not an album, but another single that comes out is gives me more than what Perfect Illusion didn't. Yeah, because we like Gaga. We don't hate Gaga at all. We just want, I don't know. We want something, a little bit, just something, I don't know, just something different. I can't really explain it, but something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, so in some real 
sad news. Uh, Lady Duchess, uh, she's most famous for her role in the Midnight of Garden of Good and Evil, mm-hmm. died uh, last Thursday, I believe. Uh, she was only 59. Um, Lady Chapley was a pioneer in the uh, drag circuit in Georgia. She helped open uh, Club One in Savannah mm-hmm. in 1988. Uh, I know I actually met her mm-hmm. here. She was a uh, Imperial Port of Kentucky gave her a Lifetime Achievement Award. Um, and she is such. She was such a spitfire and a small woman, but she was. She would give it to you. Yeah. Um, she was also known as the doll, or the, she was just a larger than life personality. Um, and I know she's going to be missed. I know we've all kind of said our condolences and, you know, all of that. But it's it was kind of a sad day when I got the news that she died. Yeah, and like you, I met her too. I, I was working in Georgia back in, um, 90, I think in 98, 99. And um, we, went, we used to go all, we, I, I was working in Statesboro. So Statesboro was not that far from Savannah is about 45 minutes. We used to go to Savannah all the time. Every weekend we were in Savannah Club One. And we and we met her, me and my friends, we met her and it was amazing because I was like, I've seen the movie. Um, I partly read the book, I didn't finish the book. But I was like, this is Lady Chapley. And yes, to see her was like really amazing for me. We took pictures, not together, I regret that. We just took pictures of her performing. We didn't get a chance to get with her because everybody was around her. But yeah, it's a great loss in our overall community, um, as well as trans community as well. So it's just, you know, what she left is a huge legacy, a huge legacy. And like you were saying, she built up Club One. Club One would not be Club One without Lady Shepley. Um, So, you know, and they had great drag performers there, but she, she was the one. So, you know, rest in power. You have done so much for the community. So... Rest in power, Lady Shabley. Yeah, that was that was real sad. Yeah, but on kind of a lighter note, um, so as we as some of you know, there's going to be a new show on the CW called Riverdale, and it's going to be based off of the Archie comics, but a little bit different than the Archie comics. However, um, some of the writers from the Archie comics are going to be responsible for this and so they revealed this week the the Jos the new Josie and the Pussycats. The neat thing is these are not the Josie and Pussycats we've seen or either from the way back from the seventies or even that um movie we don't talk about that was out in the early I think in two thousand. <laughs> this right. this this group is an all girl group, but they're all black. Yes, ma'am. They're all black, and they have this beautiful, gorgeous hair. Um, the picture came out. Uh, Roberto, I'm saying his name wrong, so I'm sorry, Roberto. Um, Roberto Ascar Asasa. I'm saying it so wrong, so I apologize to him. He is one of the writers. Now, he's written he's written several comics. I remember I met him years ago. He he wrote um, the Nightcrawler um, comic um, where he brought back um, his... Uh, adoptive mother who's also a sorceress and that's why I was reading it but he's in charge of the show and um, he he tweeted 
the picture of these girls and I saw it I was like oh my god these are beautiful girls and it's nice to see you know women of color um, really in this and they of all shades too so if you get a chance check out um, the picture of the new Josie and the Pussycats um, the idea of these girls are not to be you know kind of the idea of a kind of a Destiny's Child in some sense that's how they're described so I, I thought it was pretty neat I don't know if you saw this but I thought it was pretty neat to see I saw the picture. Uh, they look so cute, y'all. Um, it just seems like I'm excited for it yeah. already. Um, I'll keep an eye on on this one. But yeah, if you didn't get to get to see the picture, uh, go ahead and look at it. And they all have natural hair, and it's just they look like they are ready to just get at it. Like they're gonna shut it down. Yeah. So it does look really good. And again, um. um it's going to be pretty neat because the actresses are Ashley Murray, she's Josie, um, Asha Bromfield, she's Melody, and Irie Halu, she's going to be Valerie. Valerie was normally the black <laughs> um, girl, but they all black, so it's going to be fun to watch. So I almost want to watch the show now just because of them and see what, you know, what role they really play in this, in this series. And I hope they really get some shine in the series too. But yeah, right. beautiful girls of color, natural hair. They're bringing it, so I'm really excited about that. Now, will they uh, actually sing, or yes. has that been that information they have? Yeah, they're supposed to be singing, um, and so um, that's going to be fun. I mean, again, they're going to be, I guess, like kind of the, I don't know, like Cheetah Girls? I don't know, we'll have to see. <laughs> and that's, I mean, for this generation, um, y'all probably think of them as Cheetah Girls, but we'll, we'll see, we'll see how they come out but yeah they, they won't be wearing any of the you know the tails or the cat hats or the cat ears they're just called the pussy cats and it's gonna go from there that theme song from the cartoon is so cool yeah that's one of my favorite theme songs yeah i kind of miss those old cartoons because i feel like every cartoon back in the 70s they were all crime fighters and a band at the same time right <laughs> crime fighters and a band and somebody always played a tambourine which that made me want to play a tambourine i had a tambourine but that's another story. But yeah, I had a temporary all because of those crazy cartoons. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, and uh, I'm a little myth about this a little bit. So for those of y'all who may remember, we got to see Vixen, the cartoon, had a, um, last year from CWC. And they were like small episodes, but they were really fun to watch. Um, a lot of people were tweeting. Black Girl Nerds was tweeting about it. It was exciting to watch because, again, it was, you know, one of the few female of color um, uh, superheroes that actually had her own little show and supposedly she was supposed to be coming back for season 2 on October 14th but they retracted that quick so now according to CW it just says it's coming soon <laughs> and I'm like okay well I, I know it's going to come but I wonder, I want to, I have an idea because the original actress, um, Meglin, she was playing, she played the, the voice, but she was also Vixen in Arrow. So she was doing double duties, but she is now busy on something new. So I think that may have something to do with that, maybe. But I hope it's not going to be prolonged too long because I'm interested to see what they bring the second season of this it's pretty good cartoon and I, and I wish it was more than just I think it's five minute pieces I wish it was like 
full 30 minutes, you know, just like how right. Young Justice is. Yeah, I don't, that kind of, I don't want to say it turned me off, but it kind of made me a little bit hesitant when it initially debuted. I was like, oh, that's it? So mm-hmm. I was like, five minutes? Like, I was like, mm. I hadn't caught up with it, so I'm a little bit behind. But if they do get another, when they do bring her back, I hope that she's more dark skinned. Because uh, yeah. I had a the episode or episodes that I did watch, she was she was a little bit too light bright for me. Mm-hmm. And it's good that she's black, but just let's make her darker because light bright isn't the only thing that black people are. You know, yeah. I, was, I was just kind of iffy about that. And they're bringing her... She's going to be on the show Legends of Tomorrow, but it's not going to be the vixen that we saw in Arrow. It's going to be a vixen from the past. But this person they picked is super light bright. Like, she like she is... Mm, she's Whitley light. And I'm just like, okay. And, you know, you, know, you look at vixen... And again, vixen... Her roots are in Africa. This whole thing, I'm just like, okay, if you're gonna pull somebody from the past, could she? She could be chocolate. Could she be chocolate? Like, I'm like, what? What is right. wrong with having chocolate on the screen? <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't. So, yeah. So that, it just mm, kind of rubs me the wrong way a bit. So yeah, this new vixen that will be on Legends tomorrow is a little bit light bright. And again, I, we're not hating on light skinned people. I'm light skinned, but we're not hating on that. We just. Just it just doesn't need to be in every time we put a black person in there. They gotta be light bright. Exactly. That's all. So what else we got? Oh, so in gamer news, mm-hmm. uh, the Last Guardian was delayed. Surprisingly, <laughs> why is all y'all games delayed? What <laughs> what is the issue? Listen, I can't take it. I just cannot. It was delayed until December the 6th. Uh, originally, the game was supposed to be released uh, way back in 2011. It has been in production since 2007. Oh, I, you know, at this point, I'm like, you know what, just do what you got to do. Because I wasn't going to buy it first day any damn way. Uh, then I got some news earlier today that another game was being delayed. And I'm like, why? It seems like all of these game developers are rushing out games that are half finished. Uh, I'm looking at you, Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Um, that, And then when they, they have to go back and basically debug it. So a part of me was like, okay, maybe this is just more, you know, cleaning up the little bit of crap but then another part of me is like well this game has been in production for so damn long why is it being delayed you guys had more than enough time but uh, you know you can argue oh they didn't get the uh that you can argue a whole lot of things with that Mm -hmm. it's just you know do what you got to do final fantasy was delayed uh, yeah, the other game that I was talking about, Kingdom Hearts uh, HD 2.8 or whatever, that was delayed until, I think, next year. Um, 
Yeah, just do what you got to do, clean up the game, and release it with no first-day patches. Yeah, I, I just feel like every time y'all talk about games, it's the delay. I look at the news, I'm like, a delay. I'm like, you know, again, y'all getting paid all this money, and y'all getting these games delayed. Somebody needs, where's the manager at? Because I don't understand why y'all, these games are delayed, but yet y'all getting paid all this money just to, again, walk around in jeans and little Timberlands and whatever. So I feel like if y'all are not producing, y'all need to start wearing ties to work and khakis until y'all get it together. Then you go back to wearing your little jeans and your little Target t-shirts. So Come on, dress casual. <laughs> I'm just saying. You, y'all, y'all have to earn dress casual because some of us don't get that option. So some of y'all need to earn that. <laughs> and and then get your work together because I feel like that's the reason, but that's just me. Uh, let me. And you know some of these budget, some of these budgets for the games are like rival movies, like blockbuster movies. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what the hell it is that's going on. Just just fix it. Fix it. Well, so <laughs> speaking of games, I'm, I'm trying to get into this, but. Gamer X, and I know people who have worked on Gamer X. Gamer X is coming back for their fourth year. Um, so if you don't know what Gamer X is, Gamer X is a convention that is based on games and gaming culture with a very LGBT tinge to it. Um, it has been going, again, four years, it's four years strong, and they're going to be in Santa Clara. Um, within a couple of weeks, they start on no, September 30th, and they may get their feelings hurt because, you know, Black folks are not going to be there because September 30th is Luke Cage. But anyway, <laughs> in fact, that whole weekend, we are out. So we may not be a Gamer X. But for those who are going, it is a great, uh, it's a great event. People really have a good time there. So I just wanted to kind of give a little shout out to Gamer X um, because they've been going strong. A lot of people love it. It's a great queer space and there's a lot of different panels and stuff. Um, I think you might like it. You should think of, you should, you know, look into going someday. Yeah, I know. Oh, uh, a lot, a lot of the some of the people that I follow on Twitter, uh, uh, um, we were that uh, they Yeah, I mean, it is a little, I mean, it's, it can be expensive, um, especially when you're not living in California. Wait, what was that again? See, so, yeah, I mean, it can be very expensive um, if you're not living here, but if you are living here, it is like the day pass is $30 so it's not that bad but just keep in mind it, it can be a little costly yeah so is that about it that's all the tea I have yeah um, I think you? I think that's all we got oh well we oh we forgot about Mr. Sinister oh okay <laughs> if, if we must I was kind of getting about it on purpose well, so, yeah. You wanna, well, yeah. Go ahead. 
So, as you know, the movie, the movie we didn't ask for, Wolverine 3, or Old Man Logan, is coming out. And um, they announced that one of their main villains would be Mr. Sinister. Now, it's interesting because he's never really been a Wolverine villain. Um, he's an X-Men villain, but never really a Wolverine. So, I, uh, well... Whatever. But um, if you saw X-Men Apocalypse, you saw um, at the very end they mentioned Essex, and that's his name. That's his real name. Um, I don't know. How do you feel about that? Um, not excited. <laughs> I'm not excited because Brian Singer is attached to it, and I know in some shape, way, or form he's mm. going to fuck this up. And Mr. Sinister has always been a kind of favorite villain of mine mm-hmm. i think he was kind of gay to be honest Especially, i think so too you <laughs> like know the guy who voices them in the cartoon he made them really feminine i was like okay mr center so you better do it i think mr center uh-huh. is because you think about it he's he's playing with different you know he's playing with different gene pools all that stuff i think he's i think he'll be open to ex- exploration sexual uh, orientation exploration <laughs> <laughs> yeah i i think they already have so I found out a little bit of news that they have this guy, a Richard E. Grant. He's been in a Game of Thrones, Doctor mm-hmm. Who, and was in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes. Uh, he says uh, that he'll play a mad scientist in the third movie. So mm-hmm. a lot of people are speculating that he's already supposed to be Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. I would kind of like if they go a different way as far as... Um, ethnicity towards Mr. Sinister. Mm-hmm. Maybe somebody of uh, Middle Eastern descent or Indian descent. Hmm. I think that would kind of be cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I'm i not holding my breath. Like I said, Brian Singer is going to fuck this up some way. And I'm just going to have to put him in the same box as uh, M. Night Shyamalan and John Chu. So I'm just... <laughs> I'm not looking forward to this as of yet. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what to think of it. I kind of don't want to see any more Wolverine movies. I, I get that they like that, but I don't really care for that. So, um, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Um, again, Mr. Sinister is an awesome villain. Um, he's He pretty much messed up Scott and Jean's life with Madeline Pryor and everything. But without Mr. Sinister, wouldn't have Cable. So it's a lot of things that he's responsible for. This movie could bring, you know, we, we might get to see Cable in this. We, you never know what we can see with this, especially with Mr. Sinister involved. So anything is possible. But like you're saying, well, hopefully Brian is not too involved, you know, because, you know, he wasn't involved with Deadpool. and Deadpool came out great. So, Thank God. So maybe this could be one of those come out great ones we'll just <laughs> i don't know what to think i just i i have to hold my breath on all this i have my hand hovering over the panic button yes <laughs> yes so this goes right along yes. to yes um, great segue yes great segue to our discussion today we're going to actually kind of talk about the x-men movies and what we would like to like if we had the power if we was given the ability to like change casting and stories this is what we would actually do because we feel like when you look back at the x-men movies 
I like you. You find yourself like you know you didn't care. You really don't carry me through. Like two was like the best, and then everything yeah. else was just like there. And three then, was the worst. Yeah, three was the worst. I, first class was. Mm, I I didn't really care for first class, and I didn't. First class was to me was not bad. Yeah, that was a good introduction to a younger uh, Magneto and Xavier. Yeah, uh, it wasn't terrible no it was still a hell of a lot better than three yeah and then um days of future past was days of future past was kind of was kind of cute but i looked at it again and i was not compelling i didn't want to watch it all the way like usually i can watch i watch um captain america winter soldier always like i was there and watch it even though or it'll be on the background but i would i won't turn from it all the X Men movies I would turn from, like I usually like. Okay, I'm I'm out. But but um, let, let's just talk about okay. So that's let's talk about the casting. Like how would like okay. what, like if you was given like the call sheet, like who would you cast? Like think about the first X Men movie. Okay, how would so you cast I would it? actually keep Professor Xavier as Patrick Stewart, mm-hmm. and I would also keep Magneto as uh, Sir Ian McKellen. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan or Wolverine, I would actually, I would keep Hugh Jackman, because I think, in spite, even though I don't like, Wolverine is not my favorite character, mm-hmm. Hugh Jackman does that role really good, and I can't see anybody replacing him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyclops, um, hmm. I don't know who would be able to play Cyclops because Cyclops is kind of, to me, a stiff. Mm-hmm. So you need a stiff actor. I was thinking maybe uh, if we were going older, uh, Matt Bomer. Okay. Uh, for Jean Grey, I would keep it as uh, Famke Jensen because mm-hmm. I think she did she did a good job. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion. Oh, now for Storm. Okay. So off top, Storm needs to have more speaking lines. She needs to be a main character. Not She's not a supporting character. Mm-hmm. Storm is it. So uh, in that sense, instead of Halle Berry, if we were going kind of older, or I would think maybe either Angela Bassett or Lupita Nyong'o or even maybe Yaya DaCosta mm-hmm. uh, she was in uh, she was actually she started her career on America's Next Top Model and then she was in a movie with Antonio Banderas and then did the uh, the Whitney Houston um, Lifetime movie I think mm-hmm. um, who else those was Steve that's all I got so far yeah <laughs> Okay, now if we were based on the first movie, I probably would have keep. I would probably would have kept most people the same, but I probably would have challenged them to be like to actually shorten Hugh to look like Wolverine. Because Wolverine is short; I think he's five three or something. Like if they would have kept him short, I would have been into it. Because I I I'm trying not to be too much of a stickler, but it would have been nice just to see that. Um, they. Considering that Famke and I think Famke, I don't know if they're the same age, but Angela, they're around the same age. 
So I could have seen it, you know, you know, as we know, Angela was offered that role or, or, or and she didn't take it. But um, if they didn't pick her, they could have put, and I'm, and I'm probably pronouncing her name wrong, Nubush. I can't, if you ever saw, uh, what was that movie? Oh, Blade. She was the black woman in Blade. They could have offered okay. They could have offered her. She was also in um, Zebrahead <laughs> with Michael Rappaport, who is a mess right now. But um, she, she, she was also in um, I think Dead Presidents too. Um, and so um, I thought that she would have been a great storm because she fit that look. And and Blade came out around that time, so I thought she could have been a great storm. Um, I think I would have kept everybody else the same. Um, oh, what about Rogue? That's you know what I think we could have we could have we could have kept Anna Paquin as Rogue, but I want Rogue to be Rogue. I didn't want her to be this whiny kid. I would I would I would love to have seen her as the spicy Southern gal. You know, like just have her already the way the the, the cartoon had her. Just how we have her like I'm in here. I can't touch you, but you know I'm a little sassy. Like I, cause, cause she could she could have played that role. I mean, this is a cat. She won an Academy Award at this point <laughs> as a kid, so yeah. I'm sure that she could have played that rogue. Because I felt like we didn't get, we never got the rogue we deserve. We never got the rogue, and that's like that's sad that we never got that character. We got her, like I can't do anything but wear gloves and maybe touch you and maybe sigh, but I can't do anything else. So right. I wish we would have gotten that rogue. So I wish they would have worked on having her as rogue, but as the again the rogue that we know. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. For me, if I were to cast rogue again, I don't think it would be Anna Paquin. Hmm. Um, I might. Now you're gonna say you're gonna be crazy. Uh, I might put Jennifer Lawrence in as Rogue. No. Maybe if I was high on ecstasy, I don't know if I would. In my right state of mind, I would probably keep Anna as Rogue. Yeah. I- I mean, I, I, you know, looking at her in True Blood, she was kind of sassy in that. So that's why I'm saying I probably could have, we could have saw her as a sassy rogue. Um, yeah, so I think I would have kept that cast. I think I would have kept that cast, but it would Storm really changed for me. Um, because I feel like Hallie, I mean, we love Hallie, but I feel like that was not the role for her. I didn't like the fact that we got an African accent in one movie, and then or a Kenyan accent in one movie, and we didn't get that for the rest of them <laughs> and the wigs i feel like She's they had like uh oh my god wigs child <laughs> those wigs those were uh offensive to me they were, those offensive. were very offensive they were literally from the Vivica a fox line that they were using for those listen i i see a few of those wigs right now <laughs> uh would you keep uh rebecca romaine as mystique i i would I liked her. I liked that look. I liked the fact that she was kind of silent but deadly. But mm-hmm. but that she did a great job as 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 a mystique. Now now, what about Sabretooth? I didn't really care for Sabretooth. And you know, I won't take a moment to just say this. 
when Sabretooth grabbed Storm by the neck and she was acting like, oh my goodness, I'm like, no, no. That's, that's, mm-mm. that wouldn't have never have happened. She would never let him lay a hand on her like that. And no, I was like, that's not, that's not. That's, and then he gonna say scream for me. That's a lie. Are you serious? That was a, that was a straight out lie. That was a lie. That whole scene was a lie. When I tell you my mom was pissed off on them, she was like, why the black woman got a scream for him? I was like, Ma, you are so trill. Like, <laughs> And then why, out of all people told was when they were fighting, he was getting good licks. I'm like, no. I'm right. Like, this is not what, I, this is no. This is, told would be nothing to her. I'm just, again, Storm has fought so many people. And when she had no powers, was still kicking people's asses. So I'm just like, y'all, y'all were wrong. This whole thing was wrong. They so, really did try it. But I, it, w- I don't even think I would have put Toad in the movie. Yeah. First, uh, actually, n- now we get to so talk about the casting. If I would have done the first X-Men movie, it would have probably kind of been somewhat similar to like there is a weapon out there that you know would have done this but I don't know if you know I don't know I, I don't think I would make Rogue that focus I would probably have used some unknown mutant to play with you know to do it that way or maybe really look at one of the storylines to do the first X-Men movie to where we would have been like okay this is an intro to them you know they dealing with Magneto but maybe use one of the storylines of Magneto um, the times they have faced him so many times. They could have used something where he would have maybe tried to, you know, mess with some bombs or he's going to try to, you know, get rid of a place or, you know, play around with Genosha to some degree. Something in the first movie that would have just established the fact that they've been around. Um, Magneto, like, they could have just started, like, Magneto is, has done something and they have to attack it. But we get to know more back Mag- more about Magneto and more about why the X-Men has been there. And then maybe give them more challenging foes to fight. Because I feel like they were just fighting kind of the basic of the Brotherhood. You know? They could have introduced Scarlet... Yeah, they could have introduced Scarlet Witch and, and, and um, Quicksilver in the first movie. Just, you know, and then have them like, we're leaving this team or we're not going to be part of this team anymore. You know, something like that. But I always thought the first movie could have been a better introduction because it doesn't really hold up today. Like, you look at it now, it really doesn't hold up today at all. Oh, yeah, it's tragic today. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it was initially released, yeah, it was it was good that we were seeing X-Men on the big screen for the first time in like forever. Yeah. For the first time, period. But now it's it has not aged well at all. No. And then, uh, and let's think about X2. Now, one of the things about X2 I like, well, I like Jean Grey's hair. I like her little flip. I did like that for some reason. Wasn't that cute? <laughs> yeah, it was cute. But I didn't like the way it was just so, like, I like the God Love Man Kills. That That's a great X-Men story to read if you haven't read that graphic novel. It's a great story. I thought they could have played more into that versus the way they were doing it. I didn't like the way they introduced Lady Deathstrike either. I felt like, uh, that's a throw you made her a throwaway character and she's not. Uh, right. They could have really taken from I don't know why they don't like to go all out with the overall, you know, from the stories that they're using. I feel like you can I understand they want to take pieces from and make their own, but these stories were great. So I feel like if you just kinda of play along with the storyline, you may come out really well. Um but I didn't like the way they I didn't like the way they had 
um, striker, just so, he was like so powerful in some sense. And I'm like, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would have done it the same way. I think I would have probably kind of stuck more closely to the graphic novel, um, to where they, to where Magneto and the X-Men do work together a little bit more. They did work together, but I want them to actually work together because in the graphic novel, they worked more together with the situation. Um, and I struggle with how the Phoenix was brought in. Uh, before we back it up, uh, before, let's back it up. Would mm. you change the uh, striker, the guy who played him? No, I, I kind of keep him the same. Okay. And Kelly who did that, she did Lady Deathstrike justice mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, given what she had, I mean, it wasn't the best, but the fight scene with her and uh, Wolverine was really good. Yeah. Yeah, but I, um, I, I was tired of him. He always got the best fight scenes. And if... Right. Another thing, if I was able to change the movie, I would not make it Wolverine and the X-Men. I feel like they did that way too much. You know, they was playing it to the to the male ego. That's why I feel like that was the, the biggest crux to the X-Men movies, is playing it so heavily to the male ego. Wolverine was the alpha, you know, the alpha male. Um, and again, if you look back at all the stories, Wolverine was a part of them, but he was not really the leader. He was not really the person they always turned to. It was, you know, Storm led that group. Cyclops led that group. There were other stories too. So I felt like they did too much with Wolverine. And I feel that's, that's another reason why I struggle with part two is because it was like, oh, here we go. Another Wolverine. Wolverine that's Wolverine that. Uh, Wolverine has something to do with Stryker when, you know, in the original story he doesn't. So it's like, and then the Phoenix was the afterthought, kind of. <laughs> Into like it the, was. It really was. And that rubbed me the wrong way. Um, and we'll get into it later when we talk about X3. But how she... I kind of understand how they wanted to bring about her sacrificing herself. Mm-hmm. But how she sacrificed herself at the end, oh, she had the Phoenix all alone, was, that was just not true in mm-hmm. the comics or the cartoon. Yeah. So I was like, eh, they, that was kind of blah to me. Yeah. Uh, I know they introduced uh, Iceman, mm-hmm. and actually, was he wasn't he introduced in the first one too? I I don't think so. I don't, I don't okay. So they introduced Iceman, and he was played by I think his name is uh. It was Sean Ashmore. Yeah. Yeah, Sean Ashmore. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. Um, kind of would have liked him to see be more um. Douchey. Yeah. Because to me, Iceman is kind of that, oh, I could do this, but he hasn't really tapped into those powers. Yeah. Because he is an Omega, what, Omega mutant. Yeah. Which was interesting so, to learn. <laughs> yeah. I don't. To me, X, X2 was the best out of all of the X Men's. Yeah. Um, that I've seen. Yeah, it um, was. It was. I just wish they would have done something. Like, even when Gene was trying to fight it was trying to, you know, trying to protect them, it would have been nice if something, like, if we heard a voice talking to her, like, I can help you or something, and she doesn't know where it's coming from, and she agrees, and then it all worked out. But she was in that, still, but she was still washed over and put in a cocoon. We could have said that, okay, that's how the Phoenix Force reached her, 
was at right. that moment that I was like, okay. And then three, let's go ahead and get into three. Three okay. could have been, you know, what was Scream? The Scream series, Randy said, if you saw Scream 3, Randy said that if you have a trilogy, the third one goes all the way out. Like, it goes all the way out. That could have been the moment where even, you know, I think they were struggling because I think Brian Singer left to do um, Superman Returns, which he could have left that alone. And they I got... Brad, that one up too. Yeah, and got Brad Radner. They could, the studio should have been like, okay, you know what? How about we just wait? And not mm-hmm. do anything. If it was me, I would be like, let's not do it. No, I don't want no video director. I don't want, I, let's just wait until we get everything right. If we're off two years, so what? People will be anticipating, you know, this. And they could have, I thought they should have went the route of um, maybe bringing in the Shi'ar or maybe bringing in something else to where yeah. we really got into the Phoenix, but not. I have two, I, I, yeah. I have two theories with that. They could have got into the space part then, or not. They could have actually stayed with kind of the storyline of the cure, but have Jean come back. But she has the Phoenix, but she doesn't go mad yet. It's more of like she's back, and she's with them, and then she cures all of them. Like she she cured everybody who took that drug. And they're like, okay, you're very powerful. What does that mean? And then part four would have been, now we get into the Hellfire Club and, this, right. and all that. I, like the, the director, Brent Ratner, he's most famous for the Rush Hour films. So I yeah. think like the studio, or Fox, was trying to say, oh, he does action, so let's bring the action guy and then let's fill X-Men with action. Mm. And so that will get everything okay. Which it didn't. And they just... They fucked up that whole Phoenix storyline so bad. It was, like, worse than offensive. Yeah, Like you said, I think they could have... You could actually have a whole subset of movies just specifically for the Phoenix saga. Yeah. And introduce uh, the Shi'ar, and then you can introduce the Imperial Guard. Yeah. Uh, that can be three or four, maybe even five movies there. Yeah. How they did it, it just felt... It felt rushed. It felt like they didn't really give a damn. It felt like they didn't even do any homework. Um, and let's get into some of these characters' cameos that were in it. They were so, wasteful. So Leech was basically the guy that was, uh, quote-unquote, curing these people. And if you know any about anything about Leech, he doesn't cure mutant powers. He merely suppresses them. Yeah. Uh, there was a, uh, a cameo of Psylocke. Uh, there was a couple uh, scenes of her when she, there was one where she walked through a wall. Yeah. I'm like, okay, y'all think y'all slick because I saw that Psylocke, that is not, I don't know who that was, but that wasn't Psylocke. Uh, it was just a whole hodgepodge of just mess. Yeah, they try to bring in the Morlocks and I, and I get that, but it was just too much going on with it. And then, with, yeah, Jean wasn't mad and then she joined Magneto and, She's wearing this horrible pants suit. I was just like, I was like, this is, it was a mess. And I think I, I, I enjoyed Kitty Pride. I did enjoy that. I thought she was a great Kitty Pride. Um, that was great. What was that, Ellen Page? Ellen Page. Um, yeah. Juggernaut, I, mm, I don't think really. Juggernaut could have been in the first one, personally. 
Yeah. It could have been the first one. Working aside with the Magneto. But I just feel like three was a mess. It just didn't come together. Once again, you know, Wolverine saves the day by killing Jean. Like, I was like, it's here we go again. I didn't really like the way they p- portrayed her. Um, again, in that one, because it's like they just kind of messed that up. They could have done so much. I didn't like that it was like a split personality. I'm like, no, that's okay. That's just being yeah, lazy. Yeah, Phoenix was a good guy. So why all of a sudden would that change her to a bad guy if she's initially transformed into this phoenix it wouldn't make her a bad guy so she was a force she was a guardian yeah but but do remember this was like this wasn't really Jean Grey this was a copy so this this copy version was corrupted because it was not it was what the image of what phoenix thought humans were and so therefore Uh that's why it got easily corrupted um by but we could have saw that played out to the to the fullest in a in a fourth movie where it would have been like, oh, here's the Hellfire Club, and they they right. learn a lot about you know who she is, and they want her. They've always known about. Like, it could have been like we've always known about Xavier, and something. Uh-huh. You know, it could have been that fun reveal. Like we've always known about y'all, and we've had our eye on you, and could have brought in where the White Queen would have been like, yeah, some people who never went over to Xavier went to them, and it could have been that reveal of like we've been around, we know this. We've been the secret, you know, cabal that Xavier never talked about. And could have had that conflict between the X-Men and Xavier that he always knew about them, but they never, you know, something like that. But he never told them, yeah. Yeah. Did you see how fast they killed off Cyclops? Yeah. Cyclops got killed and the credits were still rolling. (laughs) I'm like, I know Cyclops loved Gene to death. And by the way, that Gene and Cyclops love, that's, I think... Let me back it up. The Phoenix Saga is one of the greatest love stories mm-hmm. because it goes, you see Gene and Cyclops going through it. Yeah. Um, but going back to the movie, they killed, they made Cyclops like he was, I know that he just lost the love of his life, but damn, my nigga, just get a hold of yourself. You are our field commander. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to like get in line and lead the team. Because we got a lot of uh, new motherfuckers up in here that they don't know what's the, what to do with their powers. Yeah. And you still over here pulling a girl interrupted. So I'm like, they just did Cyclops all kinds of dirt. Yeah, or they could have been like, okay, he's stepping down and Storm could have been the leader. Like, it would have been more exactly. if, if they put that into play. But I didn't like the fact we never saw the Phoenix effect either. Uh-huh. And it's funny, if there is a statue... Based from the movie where she is coming out of the water, from that that scene because we never saw it. we just saw like he walks up and then she's just standing there. I'm like, no, it should have been a phoenix effect. Like she comes out of the water, the bird, all that stuff, and we uh-huh. never got that. We never got that. So, I just felt like that was a waste. That that movie kind of. I think that's. I think that was the beginning of the end of. The, <laughs> Of of that series because people didn't trust it after that it became a big issue that people did not trust it, and now as we look at the movies and we don't really have to get into first class and all those, even though I feel like well, I think we I don't know we, I really struggle with first class and I really struggle with Days of Future Past because I know they were basically there to kind of set us back on track, but I feel like it just made things worse. In some ways, because, as uh, you know, it, it, the first class didn't really, 
they used characters that we didn't really care about. There was other characters they could have brought in. They could have brought in some different characters. Um, we didn't have to really go. We could have went that far back, yes. But I don't think. No, actually, I'm gonna take that lie back. We could have just started with Gene and Scott and all of them. The first class should have been Gene and Scott and all of them. Should have been there. Should have been the beginning. It should not have been mm-hmm. these side characters like this other angel. Um, and they could have brought in, um, oh, I can't think of his name uh, right now. I can see his name. The black guy who was falsely killed, allegedly oh. killed. His name Darwin. Was, uh, Darwin. Darwin. Yeah, Darwin. Darwin could have been in this one, but I didn't like the fact how they killed him because he can't be killed that way. Um, they could have not went back in the 60s. This could have been like Scott and Gene, you know, Bobby. This could have been something where it's like here are the first – mutants and it's scott and gene maybe darwin um maybe you know maybe storm too you know somebody where we'll start around there um beast um and maybe angel like a different like something else like well they they screwed it up because they had angel in three but maybe somebody else to where they would have we would have got to know them and maybe one of them did die but they could have used a mimic for that um just something to where it, we didn't need to go back into the 60s. Um, and then we got Days of Future Past. I kind of liked the concept, but once again, it was a Wolverine-driven movie, which everybody knows that it was Rachel. It was the uh, the daughter of Scott and Jean from an alternative timeline who took Kitty back. Uh-huh. And Kitty would have done that. I, I, just, I just don't know why we have to keep making, again... Wolverine-centric, but I feel like that's what kind of bothered me about Days of Future Past. It it, it, it was, just centered around Wolverine, and really, Wolverine really didn't do shit yeah. in the Days of Future Past storyline. Yeah. Like, for me, for uh, for first class, I didn't exactly... The, I had an issue with Darwin dying the way he did, because I'm like, hold on. Did, can he block everything? So that was kind of stupid, how yeah. they killed off the black men, of course. But other than that, I thought it was a decent movie. I liked the pic- like it was set in the '60s. I mm-hmm. didn't mind that too often. Well, too bad, too much. Um, as far as uh, Days of Future Past, for me, those Sentinels were way too strong. Like it was to the point where no matter what you did, they were still going to win. Mm-hmm. So number one. Number two, it was too Wolverine-driven. It was all about him. And number three, I didn't like how all of the minority characters, so Storm, Bishop, uh, Warpath. Was it Warpath? Yes. Uh, Sunspot. All of these minority characters had to die just to keep the white characters alive. (laughs) I had an issue with that. Yeah. But and then how Bishop died too. I'm like, what? Like he can redirect the energy. So how is he getting killed by the energy? If it was just crazy, and it was just killing off us. Like you yeah. know what? You niggas are gonna die, and you does nothing you can do about it. You can just hold your head down and keep it moving and cash this check. Yeah, I just realized like, it also made me realize like how many Native American heroes gonna die in these movies. I mean, I think if we have a Native American. Here, um, heroes, they all die in movies. Like we, we got, you got to stop that Hollywood. Got to stop that. I mean, it ain't like they running around 
in every movie. So, you know, if they're going to happen to be in your movie, let them live, please. Right. My goodness. I did, I did enjoy seeing uh, seeing them use their powers. And Blink, Blink was the standout character to yeah. me in that movie. She did it. Um, I liked how she used her powers to basically fight the Sentinels. And again, those, sen- those Sentinels were too strong and too damn scary. I like that though. I like that they were <laughs> super scary because because when you look when you read the original, they are running America like they're literally running everything in the world, and so I like that they were scary and it was no turning back. I like that aspect of it. I just felt like again, it was not cute to see all of the minorities die, and uh-huh. then the white ones just got to Kool Aid or got to live a little bit longer. So. I don't know. I mean, it was very interesting. I, I like that they did re- reset things, but I'm almost want to see. I'm almost ready to see the reset. I don't want to see past anymore. I want to see like now. It's getting to the the present, but let's pretend that they switched the past, changed everything, and they wake up in the Marvel universe <laughs> where oh, Marvel is doing this. Um, but you never know. You never know what the what the Infinity Gauntlet or the Infinity Wars. This could be a reset for them to where it's like, okay, now we can bring in these properties. But right. You, so, what's a storyline that you would like to see introduced in the X Men movies? I would. For me, uh, for me personally, I would like to see the Phoenix. Well, not the Phoenix Saga, but the uh, the Phalanx hmm. somehow introduced. Yeah. I would like to see. Um, Proteus, that storyline. Okay. So I, I've always liked that storyline because that was the moment they had to, they understood what real evil was, uh-huh. um, and that, and that fight is awesome because you know they they're dealing with Mora's son, and Mora's son is, he's never had a concept of being human, but then when he has absorbed his father, he really it's just all that hate and all that anger became something that he manifested to this powerful being and you know he he was omnipotent in so many different ways and so i like that storyline because they had to really fight they had to really use their powers like they didn't have to like here's a lightning bolt they had to really use their powers like he 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 tripped out wolverine to where he was weak he he made one of the things i love in the panels in that in that particular storyline was what he did to phoenix um, and if people remember what he did to Phoenix, is he made her feel like she was dead and buried for a year, but at the same time alive to feel that. And it, it describes like imagine being dead for a year, and you know, and that's how Phoenix feels. And I was like, whoa! Like I, I always love that panel because he he struck her, and that's how she felt like she's been dead and buried for a year, but she can feel what that felt like. So it would have been neat just to have um, Proteus. Um, something like a storyline with Proteus in it. Yeah, uh, going back to my my choice, I, I think the Phalanx would be an interesting choice mm-hmm. for them to portray, uh, and it would kind of go with the you know the Ebola Zika type fear, but mm-hmm. more uh, like they are techno organic uh, mm-hmm. beings. Uh, I think. I don't know who I would get the directives, but as far uh, also another storyline I would like to see is when uh, 
parts of the Phoenix Saga when the X-Men were fighting the Imperial Guard. Yeah. I think that if they can not mimic but emulate the fight scenes from Civil War, mm-hmm. I think that would be really good. And it would be on a much bigger scale than just an airport. Yeah. Uh, I think for, as far as directors, I would like to see Ang Lee direct the X-Men movie. I think he would do something really different mm-hmm. that hadn't been seen with the X-Men. I, I think another storyline that I would have liked to have seen is maybe... Um, Oh, I can't remember. It was actually it was a, I will maybe they touch on the legacy virus a little bit, um, but kind of touch on the whole. Mm, it been hard to do though. But probably, the executioner song, um, right? Just kind of looking into cable and what it meant for mutant kind and, um, that would be neat. But also maybe the storyline that dealt with the Hellfire Club in some sense, like give them more. They, I feel like when you think about it, their enemies were either Magneto or some, like, or Striker. Like, give them, like, like fightable, deadlier um, people to deal with. So maybe the Hellfire Club or maybe something to where we saw them really had to think twice about what they were doing. Or maybe, like, the Mutant Massacre when they had to deal with um, Mr. Sinister and, and the Marauders. Like, that, right. that would have been fun, too. Um, to see if I was thinking of any director, I think the Russo brothers. I, I I love their work. The Russo brothers could have been something really good. But my personal opinion, I may write about this on our website, is I personally think that if Marvel gets it back, all X Men properties need to be treated as Netflix series. I don't think they can be movies. I really think X Men things can be nothing but series. Yeah, I would have to agree with most of that statement i think some some x-men can be a movies but the Mm -hmm. majority of it 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 doesn't flow right in a uh theatrical sense Mm -hmm. if you have like a a 13 uh series netflix series that you will be able to breathe let the story breathe and introduce more characters and give them time to grow, whereas a movie, you got maybe two, three hours, and you're trying to throw everything at the moviegoers, and some of it is not sticking. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot a lot of those X-Men storylines could do really well as a, a Netflix series, and I, hopefully a lot of people, producers, and people over at Fox kind of see that Netflix is more of a way to go I mean, you see with Jessica Jones, with Luke Cage, with Iron Fist, mm-hmm. um, that not everything typically works in a in theaters. So, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. Well, that's. I guess that's pretty much all we really had about this. Like, I just feel like we just don't want to kind of get through, you know, just our <laughs> our frustration frustration with the movie and the series and what we would do but you know hey if y'all got better ideas we'd like to hear those so let us know tweet at us tell us facebook us about it how would you have done the x-men movies how would you cast it what stories would you talk about so and also adding your directors yeah uh so let's 
go on and move to uh, the RuPaul's Drag Race recap. Oh, that's right. So the ladies uh, had to do a uh, herstory. So they uh, were given different uh, characters, different female characters in history, and they were uh, asked to do a musical number. So Detox did uh, Marie Antoinette, Alyssa Edwards did Annie Oakley, Katya did Princess Diana, Alaska did uh, Eve, uh, Roxy Andrews did Evita, Ginger Manch did Kathleen the Great, and Fifi O'Hara did Helena Troy. Uh, now, collectively as a group, they did really good. I mean, it was out of all of the seasons that had some kind of musical number in it, mm-hmm. this was by far the best one. Um, and for the runway, they did uh, futuristic, like the future of drag. And mm-hmm. if you hadn't seen these photos, Fifi O'Hara killed it. Yeah, I saw that. Oh my God. Like, it was so good. Oh, everybody looked really good. Um, to me, Ginger kind of fell flat. I mean, even though she's a plus size girl, mm-hmm. you could do a certain, a different way of doing the future of drag. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Detox, she did uh, her ode to uh, the Fifth Element, dressing up like Lilu, um, which was really cool. Turns out, uh, Ginger and Katya are in the bottom two. And uh, let's see who. Uh, Alyssa and. I forgot who uh, lip synced for with her. Anyway, they did a lip sync to Tell It to My Heart <laughs> by Taylor Dane. Yeah. And Alyssa killed it. I mean, that song was written for her. Uh, and they sent Ginger home. Uh-huh. Now. A lot of things were brewing in the background because they were supposed to go off this pact that they had made. And a lot of people, especially Fifi, feels that Alyssa went against the pact that everybody made. So next episode is going to be, I think, where the shit hits the fan and it's going to be everybody for themselves. Yeah. Hmm. So it's, it's really interesting. It's really heating up. And like I said, all these girls their booking fees have just increased yet again. <laughs> so it don't matter if they win the prize or the $10,000 that they get from a lip sync. Yeah. Well, I, that's a little, little recap for your nerves. And also re- remind everybody that, you know, tomorrow, is it tomorrow? Tomorrow? No, Thursday. Thursday. Um, live tweeting. Yes, us along with uh, Black Girl Nerds and the Lemonade yes. show will be uh, retweeting uh, retwe- about Drag Race at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, no drag time. <laughs> Use the hashtag drag y'all and, you know, join in on the Kiki. Yeah, join in on the Kiki, everybody. So uh, that's our show this week. Um, you know, thank y'all for listening. We've been getting few new listeners so that's been great um and we've also been talked about in other places i've seen different tweets and everybody you know you know retweeting or passing along tweets about us so thank y'all um we're you know we out here doing it just like all the rest of the other people of color who are doing podcasts um but um yeah we appreciate being a part of this overall family so let's continue 
Yes, uh, follow us on Twitter at Megashane Pod or Megashane uh, on our personal uh, Wonder Man 5 or Porter Bizazz. Follow us on Facebook uh, at the Megashane. Uh, listen to us, uh, rate, subscribe on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on Stitcher. We're in here. Yeah, we're there. And also check out our articles. Um, just did an article about um, a new Catwoman as we look at the brand new Batman that's coming out. You know, they're talking about getting an Asian American to play Robin. Well, why not we just change Catwoman as well? So I wrote something that showcased different five, different five different women of color who can play Catwoman. So check that out. Leave, you know, your views about that or tell us. I think some people did tell us who they thought could be Catwoman too. So that's fun. Keep telling us all this great stuff and we'll keep on, you know, sharing and writing and ranting as much as we can. Yeah, that's that's all I got for today. I'm just gonna go ahead and get something to eat because my motherfuckers hungry. Yeah, so that's it everybody. We'll see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. Bye.